We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us about what you got for us. So Stephen, I think I speak for both of us when I say we are super excited for this new feature that Pageant Planet is launching, and we just launched it like this week. So it's brand spanking new, and it is the daily news of pageantry. It is a literal daily uh, rundown of the pageant industry. So it includes things like pageant tips, pageant news, current events, um, and other exciting things to keep you up and current on everything happening in pageantry. Awesome. So, okay. Yeah. You do speak for both of us when you say wicked excited about it. This is something we've been talking back and forth for a lot. I mean, on and off for, I would say years, but we just never pulled the trigger on it. But we, we've organized a team and you yourself are one of our writers. So, um, with that, like, okay, so there's break us down for the different sections and why girls would want to sign up for this uh, free daily news recap. Yeah, so the first section is the pageant tip of the day. And this can be anything from posing, walking, choosing colors for yourself. I mean, it's all general stuff. So um, it's things we talk about a lot on this podcast, and it's articles that we um, you might have seen on our um, site before. So it's just breaking down. What's one thing you can think about today to increase your preparation? The next is pageant news because, you know, pageant news really isn't co- covered by mainstream news. So as the authority, like we like to think we are in pageant news, um, we are have this entire section dedicated to, okay, what happened in the world of pageantry today? And here you are the first to know it. Um, also current events. So if you are in a system that allows current events questions, what's the pulse on what's happening around the world um, that might be asked in your interview? And then lastly, what is our question of the day? And let's give you some suggestions for how to talk through it. Yeah. So I think it's important for like, we're tailoring the news for girls and like potentially what could be brought up inside the pageant interview and like just inside of just their pageant circle of friends. So it's a quick way for them to skim through the news and just to find out like what's applicable, right? Um, how can they sign up for it? And I mean, in, is it every day, like weekends included? Tell us about the frequency and um, I mean, cost. I mean, I said it was free, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it, like you said, it is free and it is weekday daily. So Monday to Friday morning, you'll have this pop up in your email inbox um, with the news of the prior day. So it's like a quick rundown to keep you up to date and up to speed on everything that's happening in the world. So um, you can sign up by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash podcast. Um, that is going to be your quickest lifeline to be able to sign up and get it starting the very next day. And as soon as you sign up, you also, which is a great perk, receive our 233 pageant questions sent right to your inbox as well. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to another episode today, Jesse and myself. Well, we are going to discuss the six reasons why you are not winning your pageant. So Jesse, set the stage for us. So this is going to be a day of truth bombs, I feel like, for maybe even some enlightening moments. I wish we had special effects where I could have just dropped the bomb right there. We got to get a soundboard. Yeah, we do. Put it on the back burner. Okay. Um, but we have clients and I mean, people that we meet all the time, I'm like, you know, what? I'm just, I'm not winning my pageant and I don't know what it is. Or you see them competing year after year after year and they're not even 
placing higher each year, which is really frustrating for me as someone who would like to take each person and kind of just like help guide them to their success. But a lot of times there's barriers that stand in people's way that don't allow them to see opportunity for how they can improve. So I've kind of just put together what I think are the top six reasons why people don't win pageants. Um, so I think it's very important to be able to like have an open mind with this podcast if you're listening and maybe pull out your self-awareness pants and let's see what we can get done. Yeah, maybe a glass of wine too. Okay, what's the very first point um, in the... What's the very first one out of the six reasons why girls aren't winning? So the first is um, maybe maybe one of the most important. I mean, they're all important, but this is very key. It's lacking attention to detail. Um, and I say that because details really separate winners from runner-ups. And I say that because like you might have spent $3,500 plus on the most beautiful custom evening gown I've ever seen. But if when you walk, that gown is puckering because you didn't get it altered properly, it's like, what the heck? It's like you spent all this time and energy to get this beautiful gown, but you didn't put through the effort to make sure it was perfect. Um, so clothing is a, a really big red flag for me when it comes to detail. Um, and I like a, like a really embarrassing story is like I, in my swimsuit competition for Miss New York, I had like all all of the padding in my swimsuit and I didn't look at it in photos before. So where I thought it was looking really good, I saw it in pictures after and it was like sitting, there was so much padding in it, it was like <laughs> sitting away from my chest. So like the bottom boning wasn't even flush. Uh, so I was like, wow, how bad did that look? It looked so poorly because I didn't pay attention to the detail. Yeah. So you need to be like your own worst enemy when it comes to critiquing the fit of your garments. It's a big one. Yeah, it is. And it, what's surprising is how many girls I see that with. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're first timers or what. It's not like I interview them afterwards. But I mean, that one, that one mistake, you, know, you see it frequently. And yep. yeah, this is true in every walk of life. I mean, business, pageant, whatever. It seems like mentally, for the most part, we're lazy as a human mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. We just want someone to tell us what to do and we go out there like Mrs. Roboto and do it rather than like really looking at yourself critically and saying, okay, what in this wardrobe could hold me back from winning? And yeah, you bring up a really great point. So is there any other sub points to this that lacking attention to detail? I mean, this can't be the only one of like tailoring your clothes. Yeah, there are a couple of ones I want to call out. Um, and I want to say, too, if you are um, if you know you're going to need to get alterations, which 99.999% of the time you will need alterations for your entire wardrobe to make it look perfect. So budget in room for tailoring. So if your budget's thirty five hundred. Your dress should max out at 300, knowing that, or 3,000, what did I say? 3,500. 3, your budget for your dress should max out at like 3,000, giving you 500 to work with for alterations. And that can be relative to whatever the cost of your gown is. Okay, a couple other quick ones. When your stones in your outfit don't match the stones in your accessories. So, for example, an AB stones, AB stands for Aurora Borealis, like the Northern Lights. So they have all sorts of colors within them. Um, so if you have AB stones on your dress, but clear stones on your jewelry, it's like a huge disconnect to me. Or if your gown doesn't have that type of stone at all. So like it just looks like you haven't thought it through. So don't skimp on making sure your look is cohesive. Um, go above and beyond for your extras. Like tippy tops are great for swimsuit. 
they're not so great for fun fashion because they have no connection to your outfit. Fun fashion is an outfit. Like, so find shoes that connect with that and then perfect your walk. So like one thing I thought I had down was my walk for many years. And then I saw a video and I had like a robot arm. Like it would like tense up and like, it was like a claw in a vending machine on one side. One arm was really nice and delicate and the other was a robot ready to catch a stuffed bear. So had I not seen the video sooner, I would have probably corrected it. But so just those things like really overanalyze yourself from the inside out. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like the visual that I was getting there was was so great. I'm yeah. sure there's a video somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, again, there is there was something I learned in business which I found just very enlightening and it was first like build your business and then look at your business and say how can my competition just completely destroy me mm-hmm. and it i would encourage the girls listening to say the same thing i like look at yourself and say okay what's one element that a judge could pick apart and do those things go the extra mile like jesse was saying take photos Put yourself under the harsh stage lights. See if you can get that up and see like what photos look like or see how you look um, under those those types of settings. A lot of retail boutiques have those resemblance of stage lights and even have a stage. So just bring your camera there, put on your dress and your accessories and, and see what pops up and, and look at it. Look at it with a critical eye and maybe even run it by another expert. Um, or if you're a VIP girl, like upload the photo so that mm-hmm. Jesse and I can take a look at it and be like, mm, okay, this is, yeah, this isn't working. And we can give you some guidance on how to course correct. So lacking attention to detail, hundred percent agree. Very important. Um, anything else that you want to say before you move on to point number two? I'm going to say a quick, like two, two word last item here. And that's panty lines. Yeah. Just don't say no to panty lines, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yep. That's okay. it. <laughs> Mic drop on detail. Mic drop. Lines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Point number two, but the second reason why girls are not winning. Yeah, this is probably the most toxic. Um, it's called, well, I call it like wearing blinders. And what wearing blinders means is you're not able to see the forest through the trees. Like you have your eyes set on one frame of thinking and you're not able to see otherwise so contestants who like these are for this is for contestants who always think they were robbed when they don't win it's either they're always finding blame or reason that's not their performance it's so frustrating to hear like well this was fixed or they wanted this girl to win or i have no idea i keep watching the videos and i'm shocked and yeah of course you can have those moments but there there are people that that kind of is a chronic mentality with And it is like the biggest detriment to you as a person to think like that in any stage of your life, but especially for pageantry. Yeah, because it, it doesn't serve you to think that at all. Like, and, and everyone that's listening to you, it's toxic and really no one's going to say like, Rebecca, seriously, you should not have won that pageant. If your name's Rebecca, there's no pun intended on that, (laughs) but no one's going to tell you that and they'll just probably agree with you and then walk away and at the end of the day even if you do think that you're robbed take control over what you can take control of like look at like what you did that worked and then analyze yourself on like what could be improved and that's the key and the secret to life like it doesn't empower you 
to say it was robbed, the universe is against me, judges are against me, the director's against me. Really, like, in this day and age, truly, with the, the instant spread of social media, no director in their right mind, I'm not saying that it's never happened before, and I'm not saying it's never going to happen, but no director in their right mind should have, like, will rig the pageant. Because if that secret gets out anyway, anywhere, even if that secret is like not even based on reality, it, it could ruin their pageant. And it's just not worth it for that particular director. And at the end of the day, even if that does happen to you, and the, the director did like say, Jesse should have won instead of Steven, then look at yourself and say, okay, what worked? And what could be improved? Maybe one of the things that could be improved is that you need to screen your directors better before you enter their pageants. Because honestly, you're giving someone your money, your time, and you're saying, I want to represent your organization and basically be your employee for a year. And if you don't really trust that person and like believe that they're somewhat of integrity, don't compete in their pageant. There's so many pageants out there. You don't have to settle for one that's like, oh, this director is such a jerk. Yeah, I don't really like him as a person, but I'd love to have their crown. I mean, there's so many other great, amazing organizations to choose from, and you can just use our directory to find a dozen like with a snap of your fingers that you don't need to settle for that pageant. So even worst case scenario that if a judge does rig it and pick someone else because you look at yourself and say, how can I better screen directors so it's, this doesn't happen to me? Because again, it doesn't serve you to play that victim role. Soapbox it, off. Okay, Jesse. Totally. No, it, it's just so important. And if you are not growing, you're not, what is, there's a phrase and I just said it wrong. If you're not growing, you're dying. Or if you're No, if you're not learning, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're learning, you're oh, man. dying. I'm is a, maybe, maybe <laughs> we're failing. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So there is a phrase we'll find out and we'll let you know someday, maybe next week. Um, but there's a phrase about it. Like if you're not growing like X, Y, Z, you're going phrase, backwards. <laughs> Basically. Sure. Totally. Let's go with that. So just always be looking for opportunities to grow as a person and do not, do not allow yourself to settle for it was rigged or I should have won. Look in the mirror and think, okay, what can I have done better? And I would say for the most part, if we're being self-aware, there's always something you can do better, whether it's preparing harder or being more versed in current events and like just continue to grow and move. Or even if, even if you think there's nothing you could have done better, you could say, okay, what do I still feel not hundred percent confident in? And that's what you tackle next week. Because when you get, um, when you get overconfident and complacent, that's when the problems happen. And that's why you stop winning because you're not growing. That's great. Okay. So point number three, what's the third reason why girls are not winning? Okay. I had like a coronary this week with um, some clients because they all know I love them and they all know I'm here for them. But when they don't do their homework, there's not much I can do. And I tell them that I said in an industry where there are so many things that are out of your control, why would you not put in the time when there is something that you can control? I mean, it's like a no brainer to me. So do your homework, like whether it's around learning about the system you're competing with, whether it's mastering your platform, like become the expert. I tell them every week, 
become the expert in your platform. So if CNN called you, BBC or Fox News called you to put you on their show about this topic that you claim to be an expert in, you better be an expert. I don't like, I don't want to question that when I hear you in an interview. And then the last thing is like with your current events, it doesn't take more than 10 minutes a day to look at the headlines. So if I ask a question in a mock interview about a topic that's been in the news regularly and you have no recollection of it, that's a huge red flag for me as a judge. Yeah. And now we make it even easier because we're sending you a daily newsletter that recaps <laughs> it. So come on, people. But no, truthfully, pageantry is a glorified job interview for a spokesmodel position. Mm-hmm. And I'm the spokesmodel of Pageant Planet. If someone asks me something about Pageant Planet that I didn't know, I, I wouldn't look very intelligent. <laughs> They're like, wait, you, you like, you, you're this talking head for Pageant Planet and you don't know what's going on. And by you competing for a title, you're saying, I want to represent this organization. So if they ask you something about the organization, then you need to know it. And it doesn't even have to be like, like hardcore facts. I mean, it's like a lot of it's just surface level stuff, like the philosophy of it or like um, when it was started, fun facts, like who else competed in it, certain things that would be widespread knowledge about the organization, Um, maybe a past title holder, you know, things like that. And as a representative of your city or your state at large, you need to know things like who your governor is or who your senator is or who your mayor is or certain things. So if questions like that come up or if you're at a community event and that person's name comes up or God forbid you meet that person and you don't know who they are, that's all very embarrassing stuff if you represent that city or that state, etc. cetera. So um, yeah, do your homework. Other points on that? I don't, I think it's, I'm so exasperated about it, Stephen. Like I just... If you want this title, put in 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes is all it takes to research something. Like I said, it can rotate between the system itself, your platform, or current events. Be the expert. The more research you do, the more confident you will be in your interview because you will know that they can't stump you. It is just something that I can't say enough. It's put in the time and the energy, and it will pay dividends like a million times over. That's great. Okay, so... Point number four, what's the fourth reason why girls are not winning? Okay, this is a great takedown from the previous one. And this is not being willing to sacrifice for the opportunity. So this is a big pain point for me when I see contestants that are entering a million, million and one pageants a year, but they're you can see it, that they're not sacrificing different pieces of their lifestyles to be a great title holder. So I'm going to toss this one to you, Steven. So what do you think are the non-negotiables of a title holder in today's pageant industry? Well, bouncing back to my context and my context is when you're a title holder, you're the spokesmodel for my organization and many, well, I would say, I mean, I'm going to throw out a, an arbitrary number, but 99% of the ty- um, pageants out there have multiple age divisions. And if they don't have multiple age divisions, they have multiple age divisions that's looking toward the title, like you know, Miss America. She, there's not multiple age divisions inside of Miss America, but there's younger girls that are looking up to Miss America. So as a result, your social media presence 
is everything because that's where people live <laughs> nowadays. So appropriate social media presence, like no drinking on like your social media, no, no quotes with like cuss words or nothing too like racy. So you want to basically keep it PG. I mean, like, okay, you, you and I, we, we make some jokes about like, a glass of wine or whatever, but you don't see me with like bottles of liquor or whatever on my social media. That's just not, <laughs> that would not be a good spokesmodel for my um, organization. Do I drink? Yes. Do I make it public and like, yeah, drinks on the rooftop bar? No, that you don't see photos of me like that. So you're, you're like not, one eye, one eye. <laughs> half closed. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to see that because I am like, I have a strict, like I don't post when I drink. Like it's not when I'm doing like my best, <laughs> my best thinking, right? So you might be living your best life. But you're not, doing your best thinking. <laughs> not not the time to post on social media when you know when it's like two a.m. on a Saturday night or morning or Sunday morning, whatever. So again, like not being willing to make that sacrifice of your personal life and what you present to the public. You're not being fake. You're just representing. You're just knowledgeable of the fact that you are representing a brand. Um, the second thing is like being being visible. Like so, appearances they may mean less time for socializing with your friends, your family, your boyfriend. But again, like my like Pageant Planet takes me all over the world, and so yeah, sometimes I have to make sacrifice for my my family and certain friends. But the the thing is, I have to be visible within the community to stay relevant to the community. As a title holder, you're the spokesperson for that organization. So you've got to be out there promoting that organization at networking events. And this is applicable to your title, of course, but um, at chamber of commerce events, at city functions, et cetera, where you're called to be there, be there. Now there is a big caveat. Like if your director is asking you to travel three hours away from where you are and you're not getting paid and that director isn't paying your gas money, then that's, you know, maybe something that you need to have a conversation with the director, but that's for a different podcast. But moral of the story is when you're asked to be somewhere, be visible, show up. And the third is great fitness. Like you got to make smart decisions when you're preparing your food. Jesse, you and I, we, we prepare our meals before the week even begins because we both live very busy lives. So, you know, Renata, love my wife, but she's in there like finishing up our meal prep for the week um, and weighing it all out. So like I don't have to think about my meals throughout the week. So it, having great fitness is not only like when you look your best, you feel your best, you think clear, you can look at health studies out there, not only are you perceived as more intelligent, more likable, wealthier, like basically everything that you want to be stereotyped as, you're stereotyped as, if you're like, if your body is skin, like if you're skinny, if you're in shape, however you want to say that, you're stereotyped as that, like that's the studies. And, but more than that, the health benefit to it and the psychological benefit is that when you have less fat on your body, you're able to think clearer. Again, studies, like feel free to research it. You're able to think clearer and you're able to like see the situation for you. You have better energy. You're able to connect better. You feel better about yourself, all those kinds of good things that you want. So fitness at the end of the day, like we're in the beauty pageant industry. 
and there's pageants for everyone, absolutely. And everyone is beautiful in their own skin type. Everybody is beautiful in their own body shape. But what, however you win that pageant is what you should maintain because, in essence, that's how you won the pageant. So that's the image that you projected. So you basically need to maintain that image or improve it throughout the rest of your year. So that's, that's my three. Would you like to add anything to that, of like, like not willing to sacrifice? No, I, I think everything that you said was completely spot on. It's those small choices do add up to make a big difference. And you don't want to feel like you're leaving any stone unturned because like you say you chose one day to not work out because you wanted to go out with your friends and eat some pizza and go bowling and you are 100% entitled to that fun stuff. But I can guarantee you that the winner of that pageant did something that helped her succeed for that pageant. So whether it was, again, doing her homework, maybe it was working out, maybe it was doing an appearance. So I'm not saying you have to quit your life, but make smart choices. If you know you haven't done enough or you know there's more you could be doing, do more. That's great. Okay. Okay. So what's point number five? What's the fifth reason why, why girls aren't winning their pageants? So being a follower and not a leader. And I know the phrase is imitation is the best form of flattery. But if you are imitating what's already been done, you are doing it wrong. If you are recycling answers you've heard before, you're doing it wrong. So your goal is to give judges something that they have never, or maybe not that day, seen or heard before. It's something that I go through with our clients all the time is they'll give me an answer and it's really pretty and it's got nice words. But I say, like, could someone else have given that exact same answer? And most times when I ask them that, the answer is yes, because I'm challenging them to bring something new and fresh and unique to the table that nobody else will say. It doesn't have to be earth shattering every time. It's just learning how to think in ways to connect with the judges so that in a, so that they will allow you to stand out in their mind. Yeah, and, and this kind of goes back to, well, one, I mean, there's the reason why people regurgitate or they just imitate what they see on stage is because they're not properly coached. Mm-hmm. And so they just, you don't know what you don't know. So like, oh, she wore a red dress and looked like this. I should probably replicate that because she won. Um, so there's that component. But the other component too is even when they when they do hire a coach, uh, whether it be us or a local coach, whatever, um, it's really being challenged to think through your responses. And like finding a coach that can push you the way that you do our clients, it's rare. So um, to have that heartbeat after like hundreds of clients, right? Um, To have that heartbeat to still care for each one individually, it's really rare. So for you to pull that out of girls and say, okay, could somebody else give that answer? And again, like taking this back to business, marketing experts say all these industries, they all basically describe their businesses in the exact same way. And because of that, no business sticks out. I was listening to an interview with this marketing expert and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the exact same thing in pageant interview that we teach. You got to differentiate yourself in order to appear different, to be memorable. And he was saying that same thing about businesses. So when you force yourself to say, what truly does make me unique as an individual and what would make me specifically the best person for this particular job, i.e. title holder, that's when you stick out and that's when you start to win the crown. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So we're down to the last one. Six of six. What's the sixth reason why girls are not winning their pageants? Oh, goodness. So the sixth reason is disorganization. And Kevin um, and I were talking through this um, outline earlier because I always talk through my outlines with him to so make sure that they're they make any sense whatsoever. And he's like, is disorganization a word? So FYI, for those listening, if you're like, is disorganization a word? It is. It's in the Webster's Dictionary. Um, so that's point number one. Um, so disorganization. And, you know, there are so many phases of competition and there is no room for error because most pageants today are points based. Every point matters. I cannot say it enough. So remembering deadlines um, and not missing them um, is very important because you never know what systems are sharing information with judges about, okay, this person submitted their paperwork late. That is a huge deal. Or say you're even backstage and you have all your jewelry in one bag or box and you're like shuffling through it, trying to find the right earrings for evening gown and you can't find them because they're at the bottom of this box and you're frantically looking. When you get finally get to stage, you're not in the right frame of mind. You haven't had a moment to take a breath and think about those, the calming phrases that you use or maybe listen to that song that you always listen to to pump yourself up. So you're just not all there the way you need to be um so it's you have to prioritize and you have to take time to remain organized yeah and you're right it does filter out through every phase of competition Mm -hmm. Uh, judges won't see your disorganization because every girl walks into their room the exact same way meaning they walk through the door they come down they either sit down or stand up behind the podium so they won't know that but energetically they will feel how you come into the room We've all been around those people that either in their mind, they're so distracted and so disorganized that they're not really focused on the conversation. And you know, they're not present. You know, they're not there. You're talking to them. Like I was talking to my nephew, um, actually just a few hours ago, we were having lunch and I, I was in the middle of saying something and then I'm like, oh my gosh, he's, he's totally not paying attention. And as soon as I took a breath, cause I paused, he's like, you, you need to eat. We'll talk later. <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> but you can feel it like he wasn't saying anything mm-hmm. it, but you can almost it's something that you can sense energetically you see in their eyes body language whatever you can feel it so if you're running around like a crazy woman back there like what jesse was saying you forgot your earrings you're running late your heels or whatever right you didn't have time to shave so now you're all frantic and like oh my gosh i hope they don't look down my legs to see the small patch of leg hair anything like that, right? You're all in your head so much and you're only thinking about yourself. Like you're consumed with you and you're not like taking time to create space away from yourself. You have all your needs taken care of so that you can look out and you can see the judges and take them into consideration because the most impressive people that you'll meet in your life are the people that are looking to basically value you versus themselves. Their, their thoughts are towards, how can I make Jesse comfortable? What's Jesse thinking? How is this landing with Jesse? They're focused outwardly, not inwardly in a conversation, right? So and the only way to really create that is through disorganization, right? So again, we've all been around those people and we all probably have countless examples of somebody running around frantic because they were late, you were on time, you're there, but it takes them after they sit in the car, it takes them like five minutes or so to like, ah, 
calm down. And again, using the example of the interview, if you're frantic all the way up to the interview, the time that you're actually going to get to calm down is by the time you're walking out and leaving. And even if you feel like you answered it correctly, you're not presenting your best self because you went in there mm-hmm. in a frantic state of mind. Yep. Completely. Cool. Yeah. Disorganization. Do everything you possibly can to be ahead of the game and to be organized. That's another one of those things that it's, it's worth the 10 minutes in your prep each day to do something around your organizational skills. Got it. So um, any closing thoughts for the listeners? Conclosing thoughts. Well, that's definitely not a word. So disorganization <laughs> is, conclosing is not. I'm sorry to blow up your spot, Stephen. I had to. Blow it uh, up. That's quite all right. You know I'm like totally a stickler for English. Um, anyway, so my conclusion for those listening is just, this is a tough podcast because it takes a lot of self-reflection to say, okay, what am I doing that others might be? Or what am I doing that's holding me back? And you have to be open-minded and honest with yourself. And whatever that phrase we couldn't think of earlier, you always you always want to be ABG, always be growing. And that's in every way, shape, or form of your life and your prep. So don't be afraid to have those moments with yourself. And they might be uncomfortable about like figuring out, okay, what is holding me back from success? And, and how can I create an action plan to, to get to the next level? Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.